Do you like books? What about books that read to you? Not the books themselves. That would be interesting if books had voices. It would be like once upon a time. You don't know if the book, what what voices the books would have. Who, who knows? Sometimes the books are read by authors. Sometimes they're read by uh, voice actors. I've mentioned it before. The Martian's one of my favorite because the voice actor is pretty fantastic. Uh, but if you want to go investigate the world of spoken books or weird books with faces, I don't know what I'm talking about. AudibleTrial.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. Get your first ebook for free and then uh, pay monthly to get uh, as many ebooks as you can muster. So go ahead and do that thing. AudibleTrial.com slash D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E, and that supports the channel. So let's get back to the show. Do you want to stay up to date with the messiest drama on the internet? Or what about those crazy viral challenges? Then be sure to tune in to TMZ Verified, the podcast. I'm Wild. I'm Steph. And each week we're either breaking down the spicy viral stories... Or we're hanging out with the most popular influencers around. Tana Mojo is in the building. I don't even know if they're hating. They're probably just telling the truth. But we love the haters, too. Sophia Franklin. Yeah, I mean, we can talk, but, like, let's be real with each other, you know? Bryce Hall is here, y'all. Make some noise, people. I'm, I'm single, by the way. Right. So if you like viral drama, influencer culture, and just overall hot messness... Check out new episodes of TMZ Verified every Thursday right here on Spotify. Hello there. C-Note here. Welcome to Dopamine. I'm your host, Mr. Christian Rivera. And uh, today I want to talk to my fellow INTPs about being in a cognitive loop, uh, INTP depression. What is that like? What does it feel like? Or what does it start to feel like as you start to dip into uh, the INTP version of depression. Now, I'm of the mind that there are 16 types of depression or anxiety, um, or even further than that, when you include the Enneagram and all sorts of other things. There are all sorts of various versions of, of depression or um, difficult experiences that everyone has. Um, some people have never experienced a depression in their lives, and I think they're lucky, um, whether that's chemically or personality-wise. You know, I have a video that I did a long, long time ago about, you know, big D versus little D depression. <laughs> uh, the the capital D depression is more about like the clinical chemical imbalance version. And the lowercase d depression is more about like the personality related depression, cognitive loops, inferior grip, that kind of thing. Uh, as a means to understand how we can get ourselves into a version of depression. Um, I'm kind of in it right now. I'm in a bit of a loop at the moment, I realized this morning. So I, I felt like I wanted to record a video about it and talk to you about what I'm experiencing and um, what might be helpful for me, right? So I'm trying to share my experience because I don't want to necessarily get preachy about it or anything like that. Um and uh, I'm distracted by my video because, like, it keeps getting darker. I have to go and, like, do a manual settings thing with this, and I haven't really taken the time to do that. So apologies. That could be a novelty thing that I introduce um, for myself. But but let's start with, like, what am, what am I experiencing? I think when I realize I'm 
one thing that sticks out to me when I feel like I'm in sort of a grip, um, actually, sorry, let me, before we get into this, if you're not familiar with what a cognitive loop is, maybe you just learned about it. Maybe you're, you're new to this personality thing. Um, a cognitive loop is when the two introverted aspects of our personality, our mind, our mind's wiring, uh, get into kind of a cahoots with each other or spend too much time together and avoid the extroverted side of ourselves as introverts. The extroverts also have a loop where they stay in kind of an extroverted state and ignore going into their introverted space. And so for INTPs, that's introverted thinking and introverted sensing, otherwise known as accuracy and memory if you're using the personality hacker terminology. Now, introverted thinking and introverted sensing, that kind of a loop that energy is also referred to as sleep mode through uh, objective personality. They're a slightly different personality system. They use a lot of the same things as Myers-Briggs and Jungian typology, but it's um, they kind of have some of their own language. Uh, and, you know, you could search for objective personality. Some of that stuff's pretty interesting, too. Um, but they refer to it as sleep mode. And I, I appreciate that language because it does kind of feel like that. It feels like going to sleep. Um <clears throat> that introverted thinking and introverted sensing sort of loop is very much like a cliche introvert behavior. You know, it's very, you're much quieter, you're spending time by yourself, um, and you're kind of doing a lot of your usual routines and activities. You kind of avoid people more and more. Um, and that's how I've been feeling. I've been feeling this like getting into a usualness and you don't even realize it. At first, and that's like the tricky thing, at least for me, that's I don't even realize it when I'm entering that or that it's been a while. Um, it can be hard because, you know, uh, Molly and I only have one car. She uses it to go to the studio to do her work during the day. And I stay at home and I do this or my editing work or anything at home during the day. Um, so my routines are pretty usual. Um, now, Molly's an ENFP and we kind of encourage each other to make changes uh, but you know, we're usually happy with our space for a while. Um, and sometimes making changes in our space costs money and we don't quite have the time or ability to do that usually. So it gets really tricky to allow ourselves to make those kinds of changes. And then if I'm kind of soaked in it far more than she is, she might not see the need for the change as quickly as I would. So, and because, you know, I want to keep things happy for her and for me, like I'm not pushing that too much. Um, so I realized that I get into a state of usualness and I start to treat all of the things that I really enjoy. Again, I apologize for the birds. They're like literally right outside my window. I can't do anything about it. Um, the usualness manifests as me watching an entire series of like the amazing race or something, <laughs> um, something that I thought was interesting in my past. And then I start watching it and it's exciting at first. It's like this novelty hit. It's almost like um, you get like a nostalgia hit. It's almost like listening to an old album and you haven't heard it in a long time. And you're, it's like renewed. You're like listening to new things You because you have new experiences. You have new a new perspective on life. So you listen to this old album with almost new ears. And that ability to do that is really fascinating at first. You know, you get the chemical hit from it. You get the dopamine hit from that. But then maybe you listen to that album a couple more times and now you just start picking it because you can't think of anything else or uh, you just 
start getting into a usualness. For me, I notice that I start to think about the end. Now, this may be par- partially infused with me being an Enneagram one, but I start thinking about getting to the end of this, like completing it instead of actually enjoying what I'm watching. I start feeling like I want to finish this list of wrestling matches that I wanted to watch, or I want to finish this entire series of the amazing race, or I want to finish this or that, or this comic book series or whatever, something that I'm just getting into a routinized usualness or like even certain video games. Like I just want to get to the end of it and I'm no longer enjoying it. That's usually a cue for me to like switch, switch the game or to go outside or something like that. So I'm realizing that I'm in that now and I need to make some changes. Um, and, and that's tricky to figure out how to make some changes. Um, one of the things that's happening with introverted thinking and introverted sensing is that, you know, we're always making decisions as INTPs. I don't think maybe we don't realize un- like how many unconscious choices we're making all the time or how much information we're taking in um, consistently. And also how much we are deducing that information, right? So you've, I don't know if you think about it this way, but I think about introverted thinking in this way as like a tapestry of uh, like a mosaic of thoughts and extroverted intuition tries to connect those thoughts. Introverted sensing pulls those thoughts when we need those thoughts for other things or uh, to experience something again, to get more detail out of it. Uh, for, you know, for, for greater fidelity of information. And um, after a while, you can only, with, with introverted sensing being the tertiary function, the 10-year-old, the equivalent of having the 10-year-old, uh, a 10-year-old usage and capacity, we tend to think that we can use it better than we think we can. And so for me, I realized that if you're listening to that album over and over again, that usualness, your brain just kind of getting staticky and sort of just like coasting is kind of your brain telling you like, okay, we've gotten all that we can get out of this right now. Um, so the reason you get like that nostalgia hit of listening to an old album after a few years or playing an old video game like The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past is one of my favorites that I'll, I'll revisit every few years is because there's probably more stuff to mine there. There's more information. There's more experience. There's another way that you can play it. There's another, um, yeah, another piece of the bit of the music that you can catalog, uh, or listen to in a slightly different way with new life experience. But after a while, your brain just says, okay, this is, uh, we, there's nothing else that we can get from this with what we have in our mind right now. You know, introverted sensing dominance, ISFJs, ISTJs, are doing that pretty much all the time. They are able to consistently review information because that fidelity that they have to get information is is minute. They can get so many little details and continue to mine and appreciate all those little details. Whereas for us, it's not our main mode. It's our tertiary mode, actually. So the fidelity to which we can get information is less so than any of the other SJs. Um, that use introverted sensing as well. So it, it's, we can, that's not to detract from the idea that we can get a lot of information, but I think we can, I, I think we believe that we can get more than we can actually get, right? So when we feel that staticky feeling or this feeling of like wanting to just coast along and keep going and keep going, we're not only, um, uh, 
stretching ourselves beyond the capacity of what we're able to use that function for, but then we're just simply bypassing the more useful to us learning function, which is extroverted intuition. And extroverted intuition, also known as exploration in the personality hacker car model, uh, involves just that exploration, going into other situations in which you can experience something that's not, um, not a choice. You know, I mentioned introverted thinking being something where we're making choices all the time, right? And the reason that we tend to go into usualness is because introverted sensing choices are easy choices because we're making choices all the time. If we can make an easy choice, great. That takes a load off of my mind, right? So for me, I will make the easier choice of just picking an album that I recently listened to and I still enjoy and I know that I like or watching The Amazing Race again instead of browsing and trying to pick something else. Netflix now has a shuffle feature, and uh, that's actually pretty useful for extroverted intuition because then you can just hit shuffle and just kind of take what comes and learn something from it, right? But that's some of the tricky things about modern media is the ability to choose what you listen to. That's not great for us introverted sensing inferiors uh, or, or tertiary, rather, where we, uh, you know... We have too much of the ability to choose what to watch or listen to. Um, can this light go brighter? Hold on. I'm very distracted by this bright. Eh, a little, little bit. Okay, that's fine. Um, so that introverted sensing tertiary, we we overvalue it. You know, we overdo it, and that's I think what gets us into that depression stage. So like depression for INTPs, this loop sometimes can get you into depression depending on how long you get into it. Like loops happen, you know, they can happen. You're an introvert. You know, we have that preference for wanting to be more introverted and um, you can stay there for a little while. And, um, you know, sometimes it stretches for a very long period of time and that can get you into a more of a deteriorating depression stage. I kind of think of it as how your body reacts to eating food, right? Or not eating food. It's like you stop taking in food and your body can sustain itself for what up to 45 days, I think. But what's happening in those 45 days, you're slowly withering away. Your body starts to, it eats the food first that you have left. Then it starts to take on the reserves in the kidneys. Then it starts to chew away the fat. Then it starts to take away your muscle and then it starts to deteriorate your bones and you're probably dead by that point. Um, so it's this idea of deterioration. Extroverted intuition is your food as an INTP. It's what keeps you energized. It's what keeps you replenished and uh, keeps giving you new life, right? Whereas if you're just relying on your, your body for food, you're just, you're just eating yourself <laughs> alive and uh, letting yourself wither, right? There's all sorts of stories that I've heard. There's a book called The Productive INTP that I think is a really great book. Um, I got a lot of my ideas for the INTP Productivity MasterQuest from that book, um, and we share a lot of ideas. So that's a great book to go pick up. It's really cheap. Um, and then go pick up the MasterQuest, which I think goes into more detail about my personal experiences working in uh, the design industry for 20 years. Um, that's at dopamine.teachable.com or dopeintp.com. Um, that, that book 
references someone who he had heard a story about someone who was basically letting his life wither away. He was just going into usualness and it's almost like that his life was zeroing in on him. It was, um, you know, it may have been a self pres five as well in the Enneagram, but you know, he's creating so many boundaries around him and, and just deteriorating his life. And then he ended up, uh, you know, ending his own life in his bedroom, which is like the INTP horror story, right? It's like getting to that point where you're so distanced from humanity that you can't even leave your own bed or your own bedroom uh, out of some sort of a fear or desire for comfort or avoidance. Um, and that's what I feel in myself. I feel an avoidant feeling. I feel like I don't want to engage with the world. I feel like I want to just stick with this routine. It's like boiling in hot water, you know? Uh, and it's really strange. It's strange that we do this as humans. I've seen it not just in INTPs, but in so many other people that we get kind of comfortable with anxiety or we get comfortable with a type of depression or we get comfortable with, you know, uh, something that's not great for us. It's almost like, um, I don't know if you, my mind goes to a picture of a Jack Russell or some sort of a dog that is doing the like side eye. That's just like, I'm not, I'm not engaging. I don't, this is not my responsibility. This is not my life. No. Uh, I feel like we do that. (laughs) Um, I think every human has some capacity or some version of doing that. And that's really, I think what the cognitive loops really represent along with other systems, but in Myers-Briggs in particular, the cognitive loop kind of represents this like, Hey man, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Or I'm just like, I'm going. And I think the, the imagery of a loop is really helpful in the sense that that's really what it is. It's like, you're just, you're going in circles. You're not going forward or you're not even going backwards. You're just going in circles. And, um, you know, there's no forward direction. There's no, um, excitement. It's just, you're just on autopilot, you know, and, um, INTPs, we have this ability to put things into autopilot or to create programs or to create automations because that's kind of a little bit of a desire that at least I've had in myself is to create certain, certain automations. Like I use email automations. I use, uh, I have a chat bot. I have all sorts of things for the business that I use as automation so that I don't have to engage in them every single time. You know, that's a way of kind of getting in front of extroverted feelings. So you don't have to use your extroverted feeling too much. Um, or automating certain areas of life that just make things a little bit simpler. So you don't have to think about it. Right. But as INTPs, thinking is kind of our thing, right? (laughs) So if you automate your life so much that there's nothing to think about, there's no problems to solve, there's um, nowhere to go, then that might as well be death. Like You're just not living at that point, right? Um, And I'm not suggesting that you off yourself. Please don't take it as that. (laughs) I'm saying that it feels like you're not living, right? And I don't think it would be fair for someone to off themselves if they haven't given them the chance to live, right? I think if everyone gives themselves a chance to live, then they can find some beauty in life somewhere. And, um, you know, it really is a matter of, of bravery 
to break that, to just shake out of it. You know, it's like, close your eyes, stop, like literally stop in your tracks. If you find yourself in the morning, just like going to the bathroom and brushing your teeth and you're just doing the thing and then stop. I mean, do those things. Like you got to do those things, but stop in the middle of it. Take a moment, breathe, close your eyes and just say like, okay, I'm still human, right? I'm still here. I'm still like, I know what I'm doing. And then just change something, you know, like don't face the mirror when you're brushing your teeth, turn around or, <laughs> or, or do something in a different order or, um, you know, move your toothpaste to a different shelf. Uh, do something that's going to force your muscle memory to change, you know, or, um, choose something different to eat for breakfast or go out for breakfast uh, go to a coffee shop to get coffee this morning instead of at home. Uh, now that the, at least in the U S the pandemic is chilling out. And if you've gotten a vaccine, you can go do that. Um, I may even start drinking coffee again or tea again so that I can go do that. Um, we have a coffee shop that is, it's a little bit of a walk. It's probably a good half an hour walk from here, but that could be something to introduce into my day to not only get, uh, some physical exercise to get out of the house, get some sunshine, um, but then also have some human interaction, right? And just say hello. And just like push yourself to say hello in a cheery way. Force a smile. You know, practice smiling in front of the mirror, you know? Just like, yeah. <laughs> it, it can look stupid. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a matter of like getting yourself out of this. This. And doing whatever means necessary, right? So these are things that you can write down or write down things that you can do to, you know, you notice work that work and count as extroverted intuition. So what does count as extroverted intuition, right? Like extroverted intuition is pattern recognition and exploration. Use that term exploration as your guiding post, really. Um, one of my favorite things to do is when I get into a new space, I like to just explore the whole space, right? Um, there's a character from Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think she's an INTP Susie. She might be an ISTP. I'm not positive, but uh, I suspect maybe an INTP. And she has a couple scenes where she enters new places. And like, that's her first thing she does is just kind of like wanders through the space directly as if she's not even there. Like nobody's paying attention to her. She's just going and exploring, right? You get a lay of the land. You're cataloging all of the different experiences. My camera did the thing again. Okay. We're good. Um, cataloging all of the different experiences that are around you. So last Sunday we went to a new flea market that just opened up in town and, uh, Molly, you know, she's an ENFP. She saw her friends and she's like, I'm going to my friends. I'm like, okay, great. Go have a good time. I want to walk around the space. And, um, so she, so she was using her introverted feeling, which is good for her to go do that. And I was using my extroverted intuition where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go look at all of the stuff. I'm just going to go catalog what everything is and get a sense of it. Right. And experience this new thing. There was a donut truck. I was like, let's, let's try this. Let's try that. And just get yourself into a space of like, let's try new things. Let's say yes to things. Right. It's yes. And it's very much an improv sort of attitude of like, yes, yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Right. Catch yourself when you're saying no all the time. That's like another way that you can probably realize that you're maybe in a loop. Um, and I realize that I do that. And I start saying no to things, right? 
And it's not to say yes to things that you know that you don't like, but it's saying yes to things that you don't know that you don't like, that you're making an assumption that you might not like, or that you're making a assertion that this thing is similar enough to this past thing that it's not something you want to do anymore, right? Uh, that's the idea of exploration, going to a new space or experiencing something new that you can get those introverted sensing details from. And uh, sometimes that includes hitting, like I mentioned with Netflix, like using the shuffle feature or um, on music like uh, Spotify, they've got radio stations where you can have a radio station created from a song that you know you like so that you're getting novelty from something familiar, right? From, from a familiar genre or something adjacent to it, right? So I've always described extroverted intuition for INTPs since that extroverted intuition and introverted sensing are kind of closely tied together. It's sort of this idea of getting novelty from something that's attached to something familiar. So sometimes, you know, it's about being completely bold and going somewhere you've never been before. That's totally great. But um, other ways that are kind of safer or easier is just if you have places that are an hour away from you, you know, local state parks or um, anything that you can go travel to go visit that you've never been to before, just go do it. Or just go for a drive and pick a direction you've never gone in before and just give yourself uh, a reasonable time frame or, uh, I don't know, go drive for two hours and see what happens. <laughs> you know, sometimes you can wander around your own city and realize that there's an event going on that you didn't know was happening. You know, park the car, get out, walk around. You don't have to talk to anyone. Um, you can if you want to. You can engage with like vendors um, or, you know, anyone that's hanging out. But really just walk through the space and experience it, right? Extroverted intuition is about exploration. It's about experiencing. There's nothing to do with people. It has nothing to do with um, engaging in that way. Though extroverted intuition is a nice little gateway to extroverted feeling, right? So just as I mentioned, introverted thinking and introverted sensing is sort of this sleep mode. Extroverted intuition and extroverted feeling is this play mode, at least according to the uh, objective personality system, which is something that I relate to. I, I find that that makes sense. That mode of play and sleep, those things make sense. Um, so you're kind of getting into the other two states are consume or blast. Consume is TI and NE, introverted thinking or accuracy and extroverted intuition or exploration. And then blast is SI and FE, your introverted, uh, introverted decision-making function, introverted sensing, and then extroverted decision-making, extroverted feeling, memory or harmony. So what I'm doing now is blast. I'm blasting stuff at you. And well, that's basically what I've done on this channel and done on my podcast is like I'm kind of blasting what I know, sharing what I've figured out, sharing some things that are worth sharing. Not every little thing, but what I feel is worth sharing. And um, so what you want to do to get out of the loop is probably access one of those three other energies. First of all, trying to get into a play space, trying to get into a place where you're just kind of 
you know, exploring and perhaps there's people or there's like a festival or you go to a new comic book shop or something where you can have small talk with somebody, um, a coffee shop, and you could just have a nice, pleasant interaction. It doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be meaningful. It doesn't have to be talking about the mysteries of the universe. It's a shallow conversation. And that's something that like, it's really hard for INTPs to see how we get a reward for that. And I promise you, if you go and you try it and you have a pleasant experience, you will get a little mental reward for that. You don't have anywhere near as a capacity as like an ENFJ, for example. But every once in a while, that's something that an INTP needs. We need to know that our thoughts are valuable. We need to know that we are valuable to existence, that we can just, you know, vibe with people, that uh, those are the interactions that remind us that we're human. That we can just go to a coffee shop and say like, hey, it's good to see you. How are you doing? I really love your hair or I love the thing that you're wearing, right? Compliment people on their decisions. Don't compliment them on their biology, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's a good little hack. Uh, so if you see someone made a choice and they're like bought a new shirt or something like, I really love that shirt. That's such a good shirt. It's a nice way to get a little F.E. hit without um, having to think too much, right? You just notice and then compliment, you know, be bold, make the choice, say the thing. Um, or even just the pleases and thank yous. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or just like, man, it's really hot out there today. Right. Just like simple, small talk. And I know it's annoying and I don't want to do it. Who cares? You got to do it. You just got to do it. It's good for your brain. Uh, you know, that's the real issue with introverted, this introverted loop that we experience. You know, it's like, I'm telling myself, that I just got to do it. I just got to go outside. I just got to go for a walk in a place that's not familiar. I just got to hit shuffle on a thing. I just got to take the car somewhere. I just got to, I just got to do it. I just got to break it. You know, I have, it's my responsibility. I've got to do that. Right. So getting into that play space is one of the ways to do it. Getting into a consume space is one of the ways to do it. That means, you know, taking in information from different disparate sources or, going to one of those events and looking through a rack of clothes and making decisions, right. Or, um, you know, writing out your ideas or whatever, something like that, just consuming information and, uh, figuring it out. Right. So brainstorm sessions are really great for that. That's another thing. The productivity master quest is good for, cause we have other INTPs in there. And if you need help, you can ask me or them and we can brainstorm together and figure out some ideas. That's a great way to connect. Um, and you can see how that connects to extroverted feeling. And then lastly, the blast part of it, you know, sometimes that loop can be a signal that you're just, you need to express yourself that maybe you need to talk about how you feel instead of just continuing to loop, right? Maybe you even need to just say, out loud to yourself what you're thinking, because what you're thinking out loud turns into what you're feeling out loud, right? <laughs> um, so it doesn't have to be like, I feel this way or that way. It's like, okay, so what am I experiencing here? I'm laying in bed and there's music and uh, I've just been doing this and that. And, uh, you know, it's like making the unconscious conscious by speaking it out. It's almost like you're hearing yourself talk and 
in the same way that you'll hear someone else talk and be able to figure out kind of their vibe or what they're feeling, at least a little bit in a rudimentary way, you can do that for yourself as well. Um, but especially if you have friends, someone that you can just call or talk to, um, that's a good way to just kind of share what you're feeling and not forcing it on someone, not forcing it on someone who's not ready to listen to what you're listening to, but like prime them and say like, Hey, I've been kind of stuck in my own world. Can I just like share a bunch of ideas with you? I need to get things out, you know, and there's all sorts of people in the comments. There's also, there's, there's my courses. You can have access to me through those courses and all sorts of different situations in which, you know, you can connect with people. And for myself, I'm learning to do that for me as well. In that, um, during this, when Molly called me, that was actually a nice little break <laughs> and just kind of connect with her on something. We have the kids over the next two days. I think that'll be a nice break in routine as well for me to um, try to do something a little bit different with them. Um, you know, kids can really force you out of your own shit. <laughs> so so it is nice to have them around um, for that sort of thing. Let me review my notes real quick and make sure I covered everything. I took some notes. I just want to make sure that I covered it. So sleep mode, kind of that sliding slowly feeling, um, the feeling that it's like brain static. Um, sometimes you have to change what works. That's something I didn't cover is that, um, you know, Again, like the idea of moving the toothpaste from like one shelf to another, you've you've maybe just gotten used to that being there and uh, it doesn't make sense for you to move it. But there's a little bit of novelty there. And that's what actually is going to make sense is getting your your novelty like it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to get your brain moving, <laughs> it just has to get give you that energy hit that you need. And for INTPs, that means changing things up. And sometimes that means changing what works, right? So shuffling, reshuffling the deck, essentially, right? So you're cataloging, you know, if, if it's something where you're, it's like near and dear to you, like your desk setup. Um, I've got a lot of things set up the way that I really like them. But every once in a while, you know, catalog it, take a photo, and then change it. You know, uh, you'll find that you probably will never look at the photo again. <laughs> And uh, that the the old desk setup maybe doesn't have as much of a, a value as you think it does. It's just something that's usual. It's something that's safe. It's something that you're familiar with. Um, and there's not really a lot of attachment to it. And I'm not saying to get rid of things. I'm just saying remix it, you know, change it up, do something different, put new things on different shelves in different places, maybe discard some things, you know, go through your wardrobe, get rid of some of that stuff. Um, if they're old, you know, so old and not useful, right? So making that time to take that assessment and change what works, I think that's going to be helpful. Um, so feeling that's another feeling that I had about, wanting to finish things is like feeling like there's not enough time. I start to feel like there are all these things that I want to consume all of these shows or all of these ideas or all of these, whatever. And I start to feel like there's just not enough time to do it all. Like I almost calculate in my brain how much time this would take to really consume everything that I want to consume. And it's almost like I break my own logic. It's like my logic of being just kind of steady and usual and not even honestly, not even having the logic around it. But then once I start to introduce logic, I start to think like, Oh, there's, I could literally just 
spend my entire life consuming passively if I really let myself. Is that much of a life? Is that living? I, there's just there's literally not enough time. Um, so I, I have to practice some discernment. And there's so much that I don't. And this is just what I know. There's so much that I don't know. And there's kind of a reconciling of that, that um, what's more valuable, what I know or what I don't know? What is more interesting, what I know or what I don't know? Um, and what is the reward? You know, even if let's say I spend my entire life until I'm like a hundred consuming all of the TV shows and comic books and video games and all the things that I want to consume in its entirety. Is there a reward from that? Uh, does that feel good? You know, and I'm not saying to never do that. I'm not saying go cold turkey and just stop consuming things. But what am I missing as a result of doing that? You know, there's so many other life experiences to um, experience as a result of moving on from some of those things, or at least not getting so attached. That's really the idea is not getting so attached uh, to that automat automaticity or, or usualness, right? Like us as INTPs, I know INTPs and I, I value autonomy, being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want to do it, right? Um, that's why like Molly having the car kind of stresses me out sometimes, because if I'm, if I know I'm getting into a loop, I could get in the car and drive right now. I can't get in the car and drive. And I know some of you probably have that experience where you don't have a car or you don't have a way to get around, but you know, that's when you got to get creative and explore your neighborhood or take an Uber if you can, or, um, you know, go into a shop that's nearby that you haven't gone into, you know, you just have to try to explore more minute things, um, or again, hit shuffle and just get a little synthetic version of it. Um, and, and try to make that happen. Let's see. We're almost at the end here. I know this is a long video, um, waiting, burned out, uh, waiting. Yeah. I mean, introverted sensing in a lot of ways is like waiting, right? It's, it's, it's waiting. It's the process of reviewing details of the exciting previous experience while waiting for the next exciting experience. So if you spend too much time in introverted sensing, it becomes like this waiting. It's almost like you're waiting for something exciting to happen to you. And um, that is so hard because I know what that feels like. It's what I feel like now. And you're waiting for the next exciting event, especially if you know when the next exciting event is. Um, you know, for me, Molly and I are getting married next month, July 10th. And uh, that's the next big, big, exciting event. But there's a lot of life to live in between that. <laughs> so I can't just sit around and wait. I've got stuff I've got to do. Uh, there's there's not only things to do and plan uh, up to that, but there are things to experience. We're probably going to go back to that flea market on Sunday. Um, but there's also other things around town. Rochester has a lot of great festivals in the summer. Um, obviously diminished by the pandemic, but there's probably still going to be some stuff going on. Um, we still got to have fun, you know, going to the movies or going bowling or doing stuff that's just, you know, that's that's not just waiting around for the next exciting thing that we know is going to happen, but still continuing to seek novelty, right? 
So it's really that practice of continuing to seek novelty instead of just waiting for novelty, if that makes sense. Um, so burned out, we don't realize how many choices we make. Stop making choices. That's part of it too, is like, stop making choices. Like, let things kind of happen to you, right? Don't even let yes be your default. Don't even have an option of yes or no um, at times. And, um, you know, that's really the idea is like when I talked about Netflix or Spotify or other things where we get to choose our media, uh, stop choosing, you know, hit play, hit shuffle on some playlists somewhere and just let it roll. Right. And you'll experience some novelty that way. Um, yeah. And then take in new territory and walk through a new space. So I think I covered so much more than I thought I was going to cover, uh, related to this topic. And, um, the reason this video is so long, cause I wanted this to be kind of an evergreen thing. I might not even want to talk about this again <laughs> on this channel. Um, but if you do want more, there's, I have covered other videos about introverted sensing, extroverted intuition on this channel. But also if you want more, 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 I have programs, particularly one called the INTP empowerment guide, which goes through all of the cognitive functions, goes through all sorts of life advice. It's not just theory, but it's advice. It's intense advice, uh, where I gave you little snippets of advice here. That is pretty much all advice. Um, it's more videos like me talking like this. Um, and you can go at your own pace, take your time, listen to it as you're at your leisure, listen to it over and over again if you want to. I also go into those energetic differences that I was talking about. Um, the, the energy states of sleep and play and consume and blast. But then also talking about the um, shadow functions and how we can integrate those into our main four functions to round out our experience. So when you develop extroverted intuition in your life to a significant degree, how can you start to bring introverted intuition into it? Or when you're doing your introverted sensing work, how can you bring some extroverted sensing and be in the moment a little bit more? Um, or the same thing with introverted thinking. How can you bring extroverted thinking? And then with extroverted feeling, how can you bring in some introverted feeling and really start to round out your experience as a human being uh, to, to live the best life that you can? So that's really what the INTP Empowerment Guide is all about. There are links below to all my programs, um, all sorts of other things, uh, sponsors, affiliates, all related to being an INTP or even starting your own YouTube channel, stuff like that. Um, feel free to go explore that for yourself. So, um, yeah, I, I needed to get all of this out. So I'm glad I did. I feel like this is, I hope it's good. Leave a comment. Let me know if you have any questions, concerns, share your story with other INTPs so that we can get to know each other, not just in a commiserating way. It's not, I don't want to get into this space of like, I'm, I'm not trying to encourage commiseration in the sense that like, yeah, this is what I do all the time. And okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm such a dummy. Like, no, this is not about creating self judgment for yourself. This is about, just noticing, just notice that this is something that happens to you. Notice how it manifests. Notice in your context, how it manifests and notice what has gotten out of it. What, what has gotten you out of it in the past? Write things down. Don't just rely on your brain, write things down, uh, make lists, something that you can reference, 
for when you do get in those loops again. And uh, especially those things that I mentioned in terms of like moving the toothpaste or changing your desk up or moving your living room around or going for a walk or driving around town for a few hours or walking into a new place or walking into a new coffee shop. You know, any of those things could be helpful. Write them down, put them somewhere where you can reference them when you need them and uh, allow yourself to start experiencing more of the breadth of the human experience and not just, uh, you know, not just keeping yourself down. And I'm going to do that for myself too. You know, the reason I wanted to talk about my experience is because I empathize. I've been doing a lot of growth for a long time and I am still struggling with this sometimes. You know, it's not easy. And uh, I'm not saying it's easy, you know, and I'm, I'm here with you and I support you in this. So with all of that said, I love you. Take care of yourself and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. thinking okay I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out more about myself great and this will be fun but it wasn't just that like I really got my top blown like I (laughs) I look at myself completely differently now I look at my relationships differently now I'm in the process of figuring out how I work best as a creative person as a business owner I had to recontextualize a lot of my life which was work, but it was the kind of work that gives you more clarity moving forward. And I I thought I was doing it one way and that was the way I was supposed to do it. And then I sat down for a freaking hour session and, you know, my whole life is different after that. (laughs) I saw everything differently after leaving. There was, there was sort of life before this and life after, which I know sounds extreme, but it's not. That's, a, that's totally true for me. It's so satisfying to understand yourself. It's a huge relief. And like if our, if our goal, if, if our life is about, you know, having a relationship with yourself so that you can experience the world in a true and natural way and like sort of live to your fullest potential, This is so essential to that. Like, if you don't know yourself, if you don't know how you work best and how you connect best, how can you hope to feel free in your own life? If I hadn't had a session, I would not have been able to start that work at all. And I can't imagine my life without it now. Um, I think it would have taken me a lot longer to come to peace with myself and really start to appreciate who I am, what I make, how I make relationships with others, how I tend to that relationship, how I tend to myself. And it's incredibly helpful to be guided through that by a person with so much knowledge 
about what these types mean, how you can interpret that, how you can apply to your daily life these principles, um, and just new ways of being. Um, so I really appreciated it. I can't recommend it enough. I feel like it's all I've talked about with people since. I keep bringing it up. I don't even care if I'm annoying. <laughs> um, it's just been... Uh, a really huge perspective shift for me. Sign up for your own one-on-one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. This has been a C-Note Media production.